Republicans seek to take control of the House of Representatives. Republicans are going to retake both the House and Senate. A liberal MSNBC host warning Democrats about the potential for a red wave. Do we have any sort of canary in the coal mine type indications of where we may be headed on that front? Fox News is calling the Virginia governor's race for Republican Glenn Youngkin. You and I have a rendezvous with destiny. We'll preserve for our children this, the last best hope of man on earth or we'll sentence them to take the last step into a thousand years of darkness. Hello and welcome back. So the first thing I thought about after we started, we rudely didn't give you the story of Ruthless, right? So rude. So rude. So rude. We all come from very different places. Uh, We happen to, Michael and Johnny and I work together at the same company. And then we noticed this guy online. He was named Comfortably Smug. Right? I lo- it never gets old hearing the cheers. <laughs> never gets old. He's got a Twitter account. <laughs> our, f- our first thought was, wow, this is such a modest man. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the thing is, you know, this is probably the question we get the most, especially when we're on the road, is, so how did this all begin? <laughs> so anyway, the the best part about this is Smug he's got this hilarious, irreverent, ridiculous for those of you not on Twitter, he's like the king of Twitter, right? Thank you so much. He's the one conservative on the platform who basically shuts up all of the libs, right? They can't handle it. They can't handle it. So for years we just sort of admired him, right? And we like DM you stuff yeah. and like, hey man, like, can you promote this? And, and for and, folks out there, if you have anything that can hurt a Democrat candidate, please get in touch. <laughs> Slide on in. Slide on into those DMs. <laughs> so all of a sudden, one day, Smug calls me and he's like, hey man, and I don't know this guy from the Man on the Moon. He's like the Wizard of Oz, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, he's comfortably smug. Nobody's ever seen him. He's coming behind, out from behind the curtain. Yeah. 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 So he asks, he's like, hey. Uh, oh, hello? So he's like, hey, let's go do a happy hour. And I'm like, okay. You know, I, I'd like to meet the guy. Honestly, I don't want to see what he looks like. Roll up. He's got the same hilarious, irreverent, ridiculous sense of humor that you all see online, right? He's just, he fits like a glove with the three of us. We have the time of our lives. And I think that night you're like, hey, I'm going to come back next week. I got an idea for you. So that's the thing. So um, for, for a while, pre-COVID, once a month, I would have a happy hour in New York and in D.C. I'd invite a bunch of folks who worked in journalism And I'd invite a bunch of, like, candidates, Republican operatives and everything, and it would be off the record, and the guest list remained confidential. Because I think a huge problem is the media will instantly try to portray any conservative as, this is the bad guy. This This is an evil person. And I think a huge, huge, huge difference can be made when you meet someone face to face, and you see they're a person, like... Just, you know, I always thought Matt Burke was like a hero. And then you meet him first to face, and it's like, he's just a good conservative dude. You know, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. And so I invite Holmes to one of the happy hours that we have in D.C., and instantly, I mean, we hit it off. Like, same page about what we need to do to win, how the eyes need to be on the prize. And, and, and I said, there was an idea that I had germinating in the back of my head. And I said, maybe we should sit down, have a meeting. And you were like, I have, I have an idea. Turn back my head. Drop on by. I, I, so, I, won't, I won't forget it because about two hours after that meeting, my wife went into labor. <laughs> <laughs> like, after about is... 13 bourbons, he's now driving his wife to <laughs> emergency room. We had help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, the, the child was delivered safely yes uh, you're a gentleman and, and that's what a real man does by the way and, a step and, up to the plate <laughs> and, and so i hop on down from new york to dc and i said here here's my idea 
conservatives will never get a fair shake in the media because they don't understand us. They hate us. They want to destroy us. What they don't understand about conservatives is, number one, we are incredibly normal people. We like to enjoy life and work hard and raise a family. It's a very simple idea. It's a very simple idea. And somehow, over the past decade, that's become just like the opposite of what the media wants to well, have. And it's not in any way reflecting the media that you're forced to consume on cable news or anything like that, right? Yeah. And, and I think that's why we started, at the root, the reason why we started this show was like Holmes. I mean, for your buddies back home. That's right. You know, people who are conservative in their right. heart. That's right, that, boys. And that they know, they know they're conservative, but like they don't read the Federalist Papers, right? Like, you know, I mean, like they don't watch a ton of cable news. They they want to be entertained. And, and that's how do you how do you plug how do you plug people in in a way that the media will never do. The people who actually care, who are actually doing something, how is it that you can inform them of doing something with a sense of humor? Yeah. Right? Because, like, uh, we have got 18,000 conservatives out there. Angry God all the time. God bless them. They're doing good work. But, boy, are they angry. Right? And, and I don't want to cause problems. But an example I <laughs> What do you like mean? To, love to cause <laughs> I, I mean, I, But an example I gave is, you know, I, you know, Ben Shapiro, you're doing a great job. But I don't want to be lectured to for like 90 minutes. I want to have a good time. I said, imagine having a good time. Yeah. Well, in how about a bourbon and a... And a <laughs> oh, yeah. every, every, everyone take and, a drink. It, take it, a it, drink. It, in, in reality here, there, there, was, there was not a lot strategic about this. And during the pandemic, like everybody else, we were like stuck in home. And we were betting racehorses online yeah, we had uh, a, over we, Zoom. We had a 4 p.m. standing Zoom call and we'd all get on the zoom we'd fire up the old twin spires app if you like horse racing and do they allow legalized i think twin spires works in minnesota does it yeah if you want to bet horse racing great application yeah but we used to we get on the zoom and we would fire up the twin spires app we we bet chioto downs and you know i mean we were literally just trying to make each other laugh yeah and then we thought well why don't we why don't we record it yeah and put it out (laughs) and it worked yeah which is what you see here today. <laughs> <laughs> and we went from horse betting to horse fighting. So thank you all for coming. We really appreciate it. It's God, it's just fantastic to be in Minnesota. Here's the first thing that you can do. Beyond you heard from Matt Burke, obviously there's a lot of work to do on the Republican side here in Minnesota. But the biggest thing that you can do for this country right now is to make sure that the House of Representatives is Republican next that's right yes let's go if you're ever 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 going to hold the biden administration accountable for any of this bullshit that's where it starts right that's where it starts so in that vein we have two guys who you can absolutely send to congress and if they both get elected I can guarantee you we're going to have a Republican House. Tyler Kistner and Tom Weiler. Let's go. From the lakes of Minnesota to the hills of Tennessee. Across the plains of Texas. (laughs) From the sea to shining sea. From Detroit down to Houston. And New York to L.A. Well, there's pride in every American heart. Say that I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm free, and I won't forget the man who died, who gave that right to me. Oh, sorry, excuse me. Next, yes, let's go. I love this crowd. This crowd is the best. This is the big deal, guys. Can I say something? So we met Tom and his brother last night, and they're the best people ever. We need you in Congress immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Let's I'm, f- I'm fully on board with that. My other brother's over there in the boat, if anyone sees. Yes, I see that. The, Weiler, the Weiler Armada. You got his boat. Tur- turn the ship around. I love that. That's oh, great. Folks. We got a That's shoot. a wonderful ship you got out there. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the Weiler Armada. There he is. There he is. <laughs> I will say Weiler may be on the boat, but Marines take the beach. So. <laughs> We're already ashore, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> We're already ashore. <laughs> yeah.
<laughs> and you know, that's a lot to be said is you've got your House candidates who have served, who have been there and put everything on the line for our country. I think these are folks we should hear from. 100%. Listen, Tyler, you've got... Uh, I mean, you got a race on your hands, pal. They made it uh, sort of difficult on you. Special elections, you got all kinds of stuff going on down there. I mean, I feel like Cole Trickle in Days of Thunder, but... Uh, oh, let's go. No. <laughs> I know I look young, but trust me, I know in the 80s, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, I was born in them. Uh, no, it's, it's quite a race. Um, I, I ran in 2020 for any Minnesotan who remembers the name Tyler Kistner. Uh, it, it was a tough race. Uh, we came within 2%. It was the fifth closest race in the country. Uh, this time around, it's one of the top 10 in the country in terms of outside spending. We're already in terms of uh, the top four because there's already $14.8 million reserved in the second congressional Jeez. district against wow. uh, Representative Angie wow. Craig. Yeah. So, yeah, if you, you want to call it a fight, that's why you send a Marine. Anybody who tells you the Republican Party is the party of big money, Tell them bullshit. <laughs> this is absolutely the working class party. They throw every single Wall Street dollar in at people like you. I mean, when they're afraid, they throw everything they can at it. And ladies and gentlemen, let me just tell you, they're starting to freak out. They're getting desperate. They're, <laughs> they're, they're getting stupid, and they're trying to do everything they can to throw uh, everything they can at us. So, uh, no, it's, it's, it's quite a race. We've we got to keep our wits end. There's still five, uh, four and a half months. So can't take anything for granted. Don't care what the polls tell you. Don't care what all the political punduits try to say. There's still four and a half months left. We haven't taken any objective. We haven't won any race. So please continue to keep in it. Continue to tell your neighbors. Continue to tell everybody else. Yes. We got to turn out because if you don't, we're not going to win a majority. Congressman Tom Emery would even tell you. In 2020. Well, he will tell you. Here. Oh, he, he, oh, absolutely he will tell you because he's told me every single meeting I've been in with him. We could be sitting with a Republican majority in the U.S. House today if we had over 31,000 votes for U.S. House representatives. That's how we could have we the came. majority. That's, that's how close And that's the thing is the red wave doesn't happen. All of us have to make it happen. Yes. Everybody get involved. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. So don't give up. Four and a half months. When you look at the table after November 8th, make sure there's nothing left on it. Yeah. I got it. I, I mean, that's a great message. Tommy, listen, pal, you're running. You're here at home. These I are your am. people right this, here. This is my district. My Every one of you are going to send him yes. in. I love all y'all. Well, it's an honor to be here again. My name is Weiler for Congress.com, the Win Red app. Just hit that button. Um, yes. Just kidding. That's what my people told me to say. But no, it's an, it's an honor to be here. Tyler, I don't know anything about what you're saying about running against big money. Congressman <laughs> Phillips is just a small-time small coffee shop owner. At least that's my understanding. At least that's how he portrays himself. So. A humble small businessman. Yeah, I think he runs like one or two little coffee shops. Um, that, that's my understanding. So, so in Tyler's case, obviously Democrats are di teaming up on him. I think in Dean's case, they sort of they sort of gave up on that one. So I'm sort of starting to feel bad on that one. But we are full steam ahead uh, to to make uh, Minnesota three uh, red again. Hell yeah! So when I grew up, Jim Ramstead held this congressional seat, and every single election cycle, he put up one billboard, one billboard, and everybody was like, "Yep, Ramstead again." <laughs> Right? It was a red district. It should be a red district. Your friends and neighbors are red district. All of a sudden, it's become blue, and it's become blue because we're not working hard enough in the third district at this point, right? We got to get out there and make sure that this guy, this guy represents our interests again. Yes. Absolutely. I, I grew up right in the district, right here in Eden Prairie. Uh, went off to Notre Dame on a Rod scholarship, and then was driving submarines for the last 20 years. Uh, all things equal, I'd be uh, commanding a submarine right out there. There might be one out there. Who knows? Might be popping up in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> but no, got a curveball a few years back with a medical curveball. Uh, looked back home and saw the representation or, or lack thereof from Congressman Phillips and knew uh, I wanted to come back home and, and represent the great folks here in Minnesota. And I think Congressman Phillips and his family have done, done enough damage with that uh, rail vodka he's been selling to enough of us out here. <laughs> so it's time to end that and put uh, conservative Midwestern values back in Congress. Let's go. Let's go. Wow. Rail vodka is a terrorist act. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if there's something I can say, Tom, like 
You have already served our country. You worked so hard and to still come right back and give it all for this. Round of applause. We yes. need him in Congress, folks. We need him now. It's an honor to serve. It was an honor to serve in the Navy, and I, I hope to serve you all in the future, and it's an absolute honor. We live in the greatest country on earth. One party understands that. One party doesn't. That's right. That's it. That's it right there. All right, so real quick, where does the race stand? What do you need to do to win? So we did a poll about a week and a half ago. Right now I have a percent lead over Angie Cruz. Hell yeah. Let's go. Let's go. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I'd like to say that's the work of Joe Biden and Angie Craig to give me that lead. Um, because you cannot make up the type of economic policies that they have made to where you have record high inflation, record high cost of living. Trust me, I get free advertisement every single day. All of you have to go to a grocery store or a gas station at least twice a week. Yep. So I have a percent lead, but that's where I say we have a four and a half month election still to go. So we're leading amongst independents. We are leading amongst high intensity voters. Um, right now, things are looking good, but we have to keep up the momentum. We have to let people right. know we are going to be the party that's going to bring back energy, not just independence, but energy dominance. Yes. We're going to bring Let's back go. natural resource mining in Minnesota to make us one of the top Let's economies go. in the entire country. Ladies and gentlemen, we have the future to bring back prosperity, not just for my kids. I know my kids are only six and two. But for your children, our grandchildren, and our future generations, I may look young, but I'm not fighting for myself. What made me run in 2022 was because of my kids and the future prosperity that I want to fight for, that I fought for for 10 years in the Marine Corps. I am not going to give up because if we do, we're going to give up on our entire freedoms. Ladies and gentlemen, do not give up. Yes. Let's I go. Sp I, sp I spent 20 years in I'll political consulting. One. Let's go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Slam that. Let's go. One, <laughs> one time. One time. I was a Marine at one point. Not right now. <laughs> Plus, there's a camera. So you know, <laughs> I spent 20 years in political consulting. I'll be honest with you. This is the kind of energy between you two yep. that gets it done. Yeah. This is the kind of stuff that is different. It is. It is. The ability to change something very blue to very red in a heart. And, and, yeah. and again, I got to say, we are blessed with very strong candidates, but the red wave is not something that's happening. It's something we have to make sure that we are doing. Well, you got to support them. You got to door knock. You got to donate. You got to get out there yes. and make the red wave happen. Well, and we also, and also, we have to hold the Democrats accountable yes. for what they did, right? Never forget this e stuff. Every right? election, every election, every political professional will tell you is either a change election or it's a choice election right this election is a change election a referendum on what these democrats did to us absolutely i can't agree more with that and the thing that people need to understand is we are not where we are today by a random fluke these are bad policies that lead to bad results that's right gas at 550 i think out on the dock my dad was out there just looking at the view, of course. But uh, seven dollars and thirty cents for a Jeez. gallon of gas out there. I think it was four dollars last year. So, so we're all paying that on a daily basis. The Af the, the the tragedies in Afghanistan and the Ukraine. Th those are those are potentially preventable issues if we just have a foreign policy built on strength and not weakness. Yeah, that's right. And clearly, energy independence. We had that. We gave it up, and now we're paying the price. Yeah. And you got to have some people who serve to understand what the sacrifice is like, right? Which are these two guys. And listen, I am very proud to have you guys up here. I'm super excited about the fact that both of you are running. We got to go out and do everything we can possibly do to get them into the U.S. House of Representatives. Yes. Fellas, thank you so much for thank joining us. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you very much for having us on.
This is the best crowd that ever. Great. Is that what the future of conservatism looks like or what? Yeah. Right? Yes, it does to me. Yes, it does to me. How do you not love that? How do you not love that? That's exactly what you want. Guys who have everything to lose, nothing to gain. They want to come back here. They want to help all of us. They want to be a part of the process of the change that we need in Minnesota. I love it. Yeah. What? So, um, yeah, let's, let's play a game. Let's play a game. Should we play a game? Should we play a game? Does any, anybody here like to sing? Anybody here like to sing? I think Which, what sing with us? Like? Let's get Hollywood Hen up here. That's a great idea. Ladies and gentlemen, Hollywood Hen. So we got a game called Demer Journal. You ever heard of it? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It starts with a song, and we sing it seven. T- we sing Demer Journal seven times. Yeah, Smug's favorite song. Else. Yeah. It's way too long. We love it. I will we love even it. sing it tonight. <laughs> Let's go. Demo Journo, 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 Nobody knows. Yes. Thank you, Hen. What are the rules here, Michael? Yeah, so for our new listeners who are listening to this uh, on their podcast app of choice, Denver Journal, I read four statements, three of which are made by journalists, one by a Dem operative. You have to decide who is the Dem operative. It's tough to tell. You can't tell, folks. It's a really tough game. It's super, uh, it, like, impossible, really. It might, be, it might be our toughest game. Plus, you, you, you have, like, gamesmanship. That well, I do. It. You know, I like to, I curate them. You know, I'm not just picking willy nilly. I'm deciding some ones that might be a little bit difficult. You're you're saying that Democrats and journalists are basically the same thing. Wait, what? <laughs> this is news to really? us. Really? What? <laughs> okay. But I was told the Star Tribune is fair and balanced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, statement number one. And these are all. I gotta on. take notes. Hold on. Yep. Are you gonna yep. take yep. some notes? Yep. See, look. This is how they prepare, folks. It's a very serious. This game. is a very serious game. Uh, these are all themed on on the the Dobbs ruling on Roe v. Wade. And let's hear for the Dobbs ruling. Let's go. <laughs> Statement number one: They chose to endanger the lives of all women and all birthing people in this country. Birthing people. Birthing people. But not only that, they have chosen to strip rights of men too. Wait. That is statement number one. Man. (laughs) If that's a journal, that's unbelievable. Men too. How did we get here? It gets worse. It gets worse. It gets worse, friends. Statement number two. There really is a lot of people who believe this is a rigged court. This court's makeup isn't, quote, fair and square. Okay. Fair and square. Fair and square. Fair, because that's the, the, just the measure of how you put together a, a Supreme Court. There's something to be said about following the Constitution when it comes to selecting a Supreme Court. Judge. Well, if it's not fair and square. Definitely not. Fair and square. Take your ball and go home. To be fair, but not square. I have that. Statement number three. It changes the status of American women as citizens of the United States and as citizens of their states. That's the big picture. But let's not mince words. Women will die because of this ruling. <laughs> you know, it's actually depressing to read all this shit. It's actually, I mean, it is kind of a bust. The burden upon the judge and jury to have to do this week after week. Yeah, you, you carry a heavy load. I should man. get hazard pay. That's all I'm saying. It's, it's nearly impossible to tell the difference. Yeah. <laughs> statement. You're a patriot. <laughs> statement number four. Uh, this is a tweet. Dems winning the popular vote in every presidential election since 92. Oof. Of course, that's fucking fake, but Okay. <laughs> Biden, the most votes ever. The most votes ever. 
population growth. That's how things work. Uh, they're in the majority now. Verse 4, justices appointed by presidents who didn't win the popular vote and a Senate filibuster enabled by senators who represent a minority of the population. Oh, that's their favorite. That's a good point. talking that, point. So, oh, those darn founders. So, so <laughs> what have they done? There's something that I'm actually like enraged by. Could you reread number three? Number three. It changes the status of American women as citizens of the United States and as citizens of their states. That's the big picture. But let's not mince words. Women will die because of this ruling. So, so it's estimated... This is a tough one. So it's estimated that each year in China, over 2 million children are aborted because they were females, because they're women. If you want to save life, you get rid of abortion. It's a very simple proposition. And the fact that you take that, the, the fact that a, either a dam or a journal would take that is just so patently offensive. So patently offensive. And thank God we have a Supreme Court who is finally bringing back the Constitution. We talked about this the other day. How about the L.A. Times saying that Biden lost credibility abroad because Roe v. Wade went down, right? Wait, and, and, and that's sort Holy of the, smokes. That's, it's one of the most fascinating things in, in journalism, and I think, and we covered a lot on this show, is, is, is when the journalists and, and liberals, and I, I'm redundant when I say that, <laughs> when they think there's an opportunity um, to change the narrative off things like gas prices or what you pay at the grocery store, they will work their hardest to shoehorn in something like abortion into a story about the G7 in Europe. Like, what the fuck is going on? You you know what, Michael? It's not going to work this year. Yes. Not this year. Not this year. Not tonight. Not tonight. (laughs) And so I think... This night. (laughs) I think as difficult as it is, I have my pick. Hold on, I gotta gotta shield my eyes. So you're seeing this live on the show. Yeah. On the show when we're recording, he I'm actually casting has... my gaze on this beautiful. I, I will transmit secretly to Duncan a my secret ballot for the Dem operative. Okay, Smug has submitted his decision. Oh boy, are you that quick? Yeah, yeah, That's I knew quick. it. All right, so the way this works is we talk it through after he does that because he's really like he's a gut guy, right? He real gut guy. He doesn't he doesn't like to analyze. Yeah, you, gotta, you shouldn't think it through. No, he's gut guy. Fast and reckless. Smug. Only way I roll. Also, <laughs> smug, smug had a cheat code here because there are like a half a dozen people here in the audience who basically told him the answer. What? We got pros. No. <laughs> and as I was looking at the Lake Minnetonka. Everybody's telling Smug the answer. Yikes. Okay. Let me just start with the one. I think four is an obvious journal. I think four is an obvious journal. Okay. Uh, it's it's like the vernacular they use. They love to talk about how the fact that the Senate represents red states and therefore less populous than New York and, and California. And again, that is they such an love offensive that. thing to say. That's such an offensive thing to say where they're like, listen, New York City and Los Angeles should decide the rest of the country. Right. It's how is this? Yeah. Like, it's what they think. Like every journalist like, I live in an apartment in Brooklyn. Why, why shouldn't I decide what everyone in America has yeah. to do? Yeah, the most important primary in America is the Park Slope primary. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they've never met the anyone like you. Yeah. They've never met anyone like you. They've never had a conversation. They don't know what you care about. They don't care what you care about, right? It's all like the coffee line around That's the block exactly in it. the barrio. All right, so second. I feel like number three, the die thing. Yeah. That's, it goes hard in the paint. It's that feels super cold. aggressive. It's out of pocket. It? Way out of pocket. The die thing. I don't know if it... I mean, look, journalists, the best thing that journalists do is they try to mask their intent. It's so difficult for them, too. Yeah, it's totally... But, but what they do is avoid words like die, death, you know, like anything that's sort of extreme. They tell you the same thing, but they avoid the hyperbole, which is why they're journalists. Exactly. So I say three is my answer. Final answer. Okay. Number three was from ABC correspondent Terry Moran. It was from who? Terry Moran, ABC correspondent. Terry Moran used to be a normal person. Brain broken. What happened? (laughs) See how hard this game is? ABC News, that's a nightly news. They have like 4 million people to watch it. 
a million less than Ruthless, by the that way. That is yeah. the thing, yeah. <laughs> what are you going to do? Dunks. Woo! And yes. thank you to all of you. How, how, Dunks, how about no, no? No, no? Oh, no! Oh, no! <laughs> all right, so, 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 what else do we have? I mean, I'm t- I, I, I got to say, I'm flabbergasted. The fact that, like, one oh, of those okay. people... The die thing? It's... Insane. Num- number one. Number one was our dem. That was AOC, our favorite on the program. Wait, AOC was less nutty than yeah. a journalist. That's right. That's what I mean by he like games the system, right? Nobody it's knows. AOC, like one of the more temperate things she said, and he plugs it in. Dude, this is such a learning moment. Hold on. She said birthing people. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but you can see where they would say, a journalist would say that. And right? that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you didn't say birthing people at the Washington Post, Felicia would be like... Gotcha. Yeah. You're getting yeah. fired. <laughs> I'm a- on to a- you. AOC is running for president. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty clear. Oh, uh, you love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> so what else? Uh, so num- number two, uh, there really is a lot of people who believe this is a rigged court. The court's makeup isn't, quote, fair and square. That was Chuck Todd. Man, Chuck Todd, you got to get better. <laughs> Cook Todd. Just the worst. You got to do better, man. <laughs> Incredible. You know, I got to go back to number one. Is birthing people not the most offensive term <laughs> for a woman? How offensive is that? Yeah, my, we, wi- we, my we, wife we, just we, gave birth six weeks ago. Let me tell you, that is fucking offensive. Yeah. Women in America. Yeah. You know, to, to say birthing people rather than, it's the erasure of women. It's insane for it's these people so, who, who claim so to be up. enlightened and woke that they're going to erase women from our discourse. It's insane. insane. Like, just birthing people is the most offensive thing I think could be said. And somehow it's become what you have to say. And we're done with it. We're done with it. So, so, so granted, we're like not the spokespeople for women. Up here? Yeah. Obviously? Wait, Hollywood Hen. Yeah, where are you? <laughs> Where's Hen? Hen, come up here a second. Now the, the, the voice of, of women. And let's hear it for Hollywood Hen. Yeah! Not, none of this would have been possible without her. Oh. And, I, and I'm sober. Yeah, right, the only one here. Um, I would like to agree that, yes, as a woman, that is very offensive. So we have our spokesperson. Let's go. That's fair. Yes. They really are trying to eliminate women. And, and that's the right? thing. Birthing people, we're talking about transgen- transgender sports, we're talking about all kinds of stuff. How is it that this is the party of women? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, and, and I those think, of us- I mean, part of the reason that we are going to win big this year is they've pushed the envelope so far on these nutty ideas. Absolutely, just like divorce from reality ideas. It goes back to what you always say, Smug. We are the party of normal, normal people. people. It's normal people. Yes. So, so, so when they try to demand, oh, you have to say like birthing people as, as opposed to a woman, it's like a very basic change. But I feel like it's intentional because and, – and we've seen it. If they can get you on board with a crazy idea like Terry Moran, who used to be respectable at ABC – if they can get people like that to lie to you, die. That's the Women whole purpose. Women will die. That's the said. whole purpose. That's the whole purpose. Uh, it's incredible. Listen, this is crazy. We're going to call out crazy on the program. Uh, they might try to cancel us, but like, I feel like there's too much of us, right? Yes. Too yes. many of us. Yes. There are way too many of us. Let's go. All right. So you heard from the two members of Congress that are going or to future members of Congress. That's right. They're going to change the way that things operate. Now let's meet the guy who's actually going to put all of this into motion. He's the chairman of the National Republican Congressional Committee, Tom Emmer. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our street.
Yeah, you get a little uh, shoelace problem. But they do look comfortable. I should have dressed like a... Uh, that's not on. Is that not work? That's the story of my life. Yeah, you take his. Yeah, just turn me off. Go for it. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, uh, I, I, my mother, I'm glad she's not here. She'd say, you didn't dress like a congressman. <laughs> you need to dress like, actually, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I did dress like a congressman. We're a little, uh, we're, it's a beautiful night on Lake Minnetonka. We're with uh, Josh Holmes, comfortably smug. All of the wonderful yes. people that are here tonight yes. enjoying a beautiful Minnesota, Minnesota summer night. And by yes. the way, Josh... There's a lot of people from Washington, D.C. that we want to keep out of here. Yeah. We try to tell them in Washington, D.C., it's like 40 below every day because then they don't come. Yeah. <laughs> well, we, we thought tonight if any of them showed up, we got the, the fellas over here. will take care of that stuff, right? Yeah. Right, guys? Right, right boys? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this guy, you're as close to anybody that I grew up with in terms of the way you approach everything. I mean, you are, you are like salt of the earth Minnesota, and they've saddled you for two straight cycles with the idea that somehow, despite all of the media interference, despite all of the misinformation, that somehow the American people can elect a Republican House. You beat all the odds in 2020. You picked up seats when everybody else said you were going to lose. And here we are. Let's Let's go. How do you respond to that, Josh? First off, (laughs) you know, I I know that my youthful good looks uh, don't give it away, but I've been around for a little while. And, uh, you know, I learned the lessons that uh, we now practice, uh, mostly on a hockey rink growing up. And uh, it's interesting. By the way, how about Norm Coleman? Yeah. Yeah, let's hear it for Norm. Because some of you, some of you, Norm, would have been well ahead of your time uh, as you start to get involved in politics. But politics is a, it's a, well, let's face it. It can be kind of a shitty place, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, See what I mean? He sounds just like us. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, I won't go there. (laughs) There are some places I won't go. But, I mean, if you think about it, there's a lot of people who uh, just take care of themselves. Norm Coleman, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I, when you grow up on the rink, and I, I was a lover, not a fighter, as my grandfather used to tell me. Actually, I did try to fight. I usually got my ass kicked, but that's a different story. <laughs> the, the point is this. When the fight starts, you really find out who your teammates are, the ones that are in the fight with you instead of the ones you're looking at the backs of their jerseys heading to the bench. Yes. Yeah. Norm Coleman was always in that fight, and he still is to this day. Yeah. The most important lesson you can learn in politics is who has your back. Yeah, one thing I, one thing I want to add about Norm is I got to talk to him last night, and the, the takeaway, because he, he's been in Brooklyn like I have, the takeaway from that is he said in Minnesota, when you're a conservative, you have to fight Every second. You have to fight 10 times harder than you do anywhere else. So anywhere, anyone who comes out of here, I mean, you're built to succeed. Right. You've been through the gauntlet. Yeah. Like, you see the people who've come out of Minnesota politics. These are some of the strongest conservative operatives on our side. Let's hear it for Let's hear it for Rouser. Nice Rouser. Like, huge credit on that one. Huge credit on that one. Minnesota nice makes it. It's about rowing the boat. It's about rowing the boat. About <laughs> rowing. I don't. You know what? I, in uh, D.C., we, you said we don't use the word "I." Not in the. Uh, not at the committee. It was a we thing. We got a bunch of people from the committee who are here tonight. Raise your hands. Really. Uh, those Folks, are, this hey, is the NRCC. Oh, everybody's all hiding. Everybody's not, hiding. All they do is elect Republican members that's of right. Congress. The, all they do is win. They do. Yes. All they do is win. So one question I wanted to ask you. So today... Please, these guys are a little dead. we got to pick this thing up. <laughs> we got to pick this up. So I want to talk about a friend of the program named Matthew Foldy. <laughs> running in Maryland 6. And today, he got, the, he got the endorsement of the governor of Maryland, Larry Hogan. Yes. Who, who polls at 80% in MDO 6. He's gotten the endorsement of Elise Stefanik. Yes. And he's gotten the endorsement of Kevin McCarthy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. When, he re- when, when's, he, when's he getting your endorsement? Has he received the endorsement of Ruthless yet? Oh, yeah. Hell yes, he has. Hell yes. Right now. Well, that's all that matters. <laughs> uh, look, that, that seat, it's amazing when you look at it. That seat, uh, uh, Joe Biden won that seat by nine points. 
Uh, our guys are telling us based on uh, what happened in Virginia, what happened in New Jersey, what happened in New York, what we're seeing in places like Texas and Ohio, uh, out in the Northwest, what happened in San Francisco, by yeah. the way, which we can talk about. Because of all that, any, any member that sits in a seat that Joe Biden won by 12 points or less is going to have a rough fall. Yes. Uh, and that seat... By the way, you want to know uh, how rough it is, and you want to know whether we're doing the right things, our people are doing the right things. Nancy Pelosi and company have, have laid down about $140 million in uh, TV reservations for the fall. Once it, again, the party of big money. Yeah, that's right. Just put it in and your head. You? Anytime a Democrat says that, body slam them. Yeah. <laughs> We're, Josh, I like this. We're going to talk more. <laughs> For a skipper, you're a little rough and tumble. Skipper? Well, Minnetonka High School. I'm going to throw gloves here in a minute. <laughs> hey, look. Am I right, boys? Am I right? I, I can't. Came to the wrong part of town to talk smack about the skippers. I'll be honest. Well, 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 well let me do this. Are there any cadets here tonight from St. Thomas Academy? Yeah. They're going to get their asses kicked. I'm sorry. <laughs> But you know what? You better make sure they don't get up, because if they get up, they're coming back. It's going to be a long night. Bring a lunch, as they used to say. It's going to be a long day. No, the, uh, the seat that you're talking about in Maryland. Yeah. Now, I, now it's an R plus one. R plus right. one seat. I, when I, I was going to get to that, because Biden won it by nine. But you're right. The way it's been redrawn, it's on the index in R plus one. But you know that it's, uh, it is definitely a gettable seat. Because you know what they did with David Trone, the guy who's in the seat? By the right. way, by the way, David Trone. This is something else. So, so the incumbent Democrat in Maryland's 6th District is the CEO of Total Wine. And in office, when, when, when you're supposed to be a member of Congress, in office has been running Total Wine. Total Wine stayed During open the pandemic. While his congressional offices, like Foldy went to all his congressional offices, they were closed. Total Wine was open. That's where his yeah, priorities yeah, he, are. He's... he's Though Total Wine's open so he can make money. His offices are closed, so his representatives don't have any voice in He doesn't in want to hear about how, how voters have had to pay more for gas yeah. and groceries? Well, they just added him to uh, the DCCC's frontline program, which go. means they have identified him as a member at risk. Yeah. So, so given that... Do you think tonight you're going to add Foldy to, like, the young guns? Oh, you're really you're pushing them. You're well, pushing them. Look, there's nothing on the Republican side that you get just for showing up. Uh, Foldy's going to have to meet certain metrics. He's got to make sure that he's doing those things like raising the money he needs to do, putting the campaign uh, he needs together, the people. You saw two guys here tonight? Yeah. Uh, one of them is already there. The other one's going to get there, Tom Weiler, uh, because we make sure these guys are, are prepared that's for the right. battle. That's and, and that's why you're succeed. in charge, right? That's why he's in charge. But let's talk about Minnesota for a second, right? So this state has undergone an incredible amount of change. I mean, when I started working in politics here, we had the 3rd District locked down, right? It was every one of you had a Republican representation. It was not even a question. For about 80 years. Yeah. Right. And then the upper part of the state was entirely blue, right? Anything in the iron, iron range and everything else. My dad was involved in politics way back in the day, and he would tell me that they would, like, just count the iron range until they won, right? That was basically the way the DFL worked. I, I remember uh, the uh, Frank and Coleman race. There might have been a whole pile of ballots found in the uh, trunk of a car. No, they in kept finding them. Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> right. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. So things have changed, right? We're competing everywhere, but now we need the third back. And we need the first, we need the third, we need the second, we need the fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. We're coming for all of it. We've got all of it, got it all, right? So what are we doing here in Minnesota? Well, first off, I disagree with the premise that the third district is a blue district. It is not. Fundamentally, no. this is still a red district. These are people who are fiscal conservatives. These are people who give a damn about inflation. These are people yep. who care about what these people are doing to destroy our opportunity in this country. Yes. By yep. the way, these are also people that are really concerned about the crime that the failed Democrat leadership at the state level and in Minneapolis and beyond has created in this state. That's yes. right. It's, That's it's, right. About, it's about making sure that they have that choice. And here's the problem you got. You guys commented on this, uh, and I was told years ago, boy, you, you want to tread carefully because they play with 55-gallon with, uh, uh, barrels of ink. The Star Tribune sucks. <laughs> Let's go. 
Let's go. I, I mean, I mean, think about it. Think the about Red it. Star, ladies and gentlemen. The number one issues for people across this state and across the country are the double-digit inflation we're experiencing, the money they, yep. they got to yep. shell out at the grocery store, in the gas station, the crime that they're experiencing. We're setting a record in Minneapolis again for homicides already since the beginning of the year. We set a record last year on uh, carjackings. They're doing it again this year. But you think this paper would report any of that? No. They had a uh, headline in the paper the other day that said, Gas prices went down four cents last week. Oh, yeah. Woo! Woo! (laughs) Save four cents. That's not going to do much for me, Josh. You're you're kidding me. I'm sorry. You're trying to help Democrats? I'm sorry. I'm I'm not being Minnesota. (laughs) You mean mean. mean an actual corporate publication was No, I don't. I just read the headlines. I won't give them the clicks. (laughs) (laughs) Did I say they suck? We're very clear on that. But I mean, if you part. go back to the third, here's the issue. We got a great candidate, but you've got a, uh, a media cartel in this town that literally lets the guy off that sits in that seat. This guy has, uh, and, and these guys will tell you, Ruthless will tell you, in Washington, D.C., you can always find someone to score you and endorse you on something, right? It's, uh, we've got a guy in the third district who gets this operation in D.C. to rate him as one of the Are top. Are we talking about the chamber? I, no, well, Let's the, name names. Oh yeah, the chamber. Let's name names. Chamber's a different deal. I'm talking about Everyone, the guys who feel say, free to boo the chamber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boo. boo. Yeah, my colleague Bob Davis used to say Chamber of Communism, but that was a different. <laughs> the, uh, I heard you. Chamber of Compromise. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. Yeah. But uh, it's a uh, group that rates bipartisanship. And they put him in the top, and you guys know, because you've seen the ads, uh, this guy has won the award on a regular basis for being one of the most bipartisan members of Congress. You know how they rate him? They don't rate him on his votes. They rate him on the bills that he signs on to. So it's uh, performance politics. Look, I signed on to five bipartisan bills. By the way, I vote with Nancy Pelosi 100% (laughs) of the time. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's a fraud, but nobody in this town will lay a finger on him, John. Nobody will look at this. Plus, he'll tell you that uh, even though he was born on third base, he'll tell you he hit a home run and he did all this other stuff. We, <laughs> we need, and I forget his name, I forget his name, but uh, we can win this seat. This seat is still fundamentally a Republican seat. Tom and Weiler. Yeah, it's Tom Weiler. Listen, I feel like we, I feel like we, uh, Put a coin in your back and wound you up a little. This bit. is great. We should have you in for a ride along. I, I sure I'm glad this isn't being taped. <laughs> <laughs> totally off the record, no question about it. Yeah. Uh, so, let's bottom line this thing. Are we going to get the house? Uh, I will guarantee you, you're going to get the house. Let's yeah, baby, go. go. Let's go. Let's go. We, we are looking at what, is, what appears to be probably the largest political realignment of our lifetimes. Uh, you are reading. Yep, you are reading. That's right. You are reading, and they are talking about how, oh, the Hispanic vote is in play. Look, my grandfather's Democrat Party is somewhere at the bottom of the lake over there. That's right. It has fallen off the face of the earth, and they have left all of these traditional Democrats standing there asking themselves, where do I go? Well, the likely place is to the Republican Party. We need to make sure that they know that we are their home. And by the way, you want to know if it's working? We just elected a Republican on the uh, Texas border for the first time in 150 years. Let's go. Let's go. Myra Flores. And she's going to win in the fall, too. And a great candidate. She is outstanding. We had her on the program. Yeah. She's great. So listen, we talked from the very beginning about how change starts right here. It starts at the at the local level. It starts at the state level. You're going to make Minnesota red, but you're going to make this country red. And a Minnesotan's leading the way. Tom Emmer, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much. Thank you. Our house in the middle of our street. Our house in the middle of our street. Can I can I give an extra shout out to Myra Flores, yeah. who decided to come on the program, and all our listeners, you supported her campaign. 
when, when everyone said that's an impossible race to win, our listeners, the ruthless people, we got her over the top. Did, yeah. you, did, you, did you see what Nancy Pelosi did to her daughter? Yeah. Smug, why don't you tell people what Nancy Pelosi did to so her daughter? So here, here's what happened is. She's getting sworn in, right? So Myra won. She worked, she worked so hard for that. She won. She goes to get sworn in. And Nancy Pelosi, I don't know. Many people are saying it's questionable if she was sober or not. <laughs> parody, parody. We're laughing. She elbows Myra's child while taking the photo. Not, a, not only elbows the child. She looks down. She establishes eye contact. She's like, you're not a $40,000 fridge full of Danny's <laughs> ice cream. I don't need to respect you. You're not a max out donor. Yeah. Racist. Exactly. Boom. Can we be Boom. real? That's throwing what bows. it is. Throwing, throwing elbows like she's Dennis Rodman. Yeah. It does raise a larger point, though, right? There's a whole bunch of demographics of people in this country who have changed their mind. Yes. Right? The fact that crime is absolutely rampant in the communities that they represent, the fact that inflation hits absolutely everybody, they've seen what Democrats have done to this country, and they're changing, right? So the conversations that you all are having, don't think for a second they don't matter with everyone And, and that's why encounter. I think it's important is because for so long, for, for, for over the past decade, the media has taught you, Oh, we will break down any electorate by demographics, by race. Oh, Latinos have to vote this way. Yeah, they think this way. They're all the same. Yeah. When you have a situation like we have today with an administration which has put in policy which has caused inflation, which has caused gas prices to go up, which has caused crime to go up, which has caused a crisis at the border, it does not matter the color of your skin. It matters because if you, the vast majority of us just want to raise a family, live in peace. And have the American dream. And that's what they've been against for so long. Yeah. And, Let's and, go. And they're about to get a reality yes. check. The party of normal people. Fellas, it's come to the time where we must play our signature game. Let's yeah. play a game. King of the Hill. Okay, so we're playing, we're playing King of the Hill. Who, who do you have, Holmes, this week? I'm going to do, uh, he's my guy, right? I, I've got to, I can't go away from him. It's Matt Dowd. Matt Dowd. Male pattern. Male pattern. And smug. So, so hold on. But for those of you who haven't heard a lot of our show, King of the Hill is played by uh, former Republicans. The, the, the people that the media uses to wedge against regular Republicans, like actually normal people, as smug would say. But they, they at some point worked for a Republican campaign or said they were conservatives or whatever. And so now they're liberals. Yeah, they cash in being a turncoat. And so we make fun of them on the variety program. That's what we do. We hold them accountable. And so you have Dowd. And I thought the fine folks of Minnesota deserve a clash of the titans. I've got Jen Rubin. Let's go. Let's go. Well... Let's go ringside. Ladies and gentlemen, your attention, please. It's time for King of the Hill. In the red corner, fighting out of his own Twitter account, Matthew Champion of the world, Jennifer Brainworm Rubin. So I, I, I've had a few drinks. I've had a lot of drinks, but I love it so much when the crowd chants out Jennifer Brainworm's Rubin. <laughs> this is family here tonight. They know. They know. So you have to go first, right? You got the defending champion here. That's right. Okay. So folks who, who may not be aware of the news, recently there was a 20-something insane person who claimed that somehow President Trump teleported 
from the back seat of a limousine to the front seat of a limousine and tried to take the wheel. <laughs> Very insane. And of course, the left wing media thought, absolutely. Totally happened. So about Cassidy, Jen Rubin says, who plays Cassidy in the movie? Oh. Wow. Wow. They really don't understand politics unless it's the West Wing. Or reality. Right? Or yeah. reality. <laughs> oh, so good. That is the thought process that every lib goes through, right? It, it, does Jed Bartlett do it? 100%. Because if Jed Bartlett did 100%. it, it's got to be good, right? All right, so Matt Dowd. This guy worked for Bush. Was supposed to be a Texas Republican. I actually worked with him. He's an absolute nightmare. I got a lot of things to say about your first introduction of him was apropos. We won't go into it because it's a polite crowd. <laughs> no, we, do, we don't want to air that dirty line. We don't want to. But, but you know, uh, something about cuck Arnold Schwarzenegger himself. Well, in fact, he did cuck Arnold Schwarzenegger. Many people are saying. <laughs> and the New York Post says, while working on the Schwarzenegger campaign, he slept with the candidate's wife. That's a tough, that's a tough, tough situation. <laughs> Ar- Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger's not a small guy. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a wild move. No, it's gutsy. It's gutsy. No question. So here he is. We as Americans are not in the top ten countries in freedom on democracy on health care access, on equality, on safety, on well-being, on happiness. We are the wealthiest country in the world. We should not stand for this. Let us stop saying we're the number one country. <laughs> I love, you know, what I, what I, I love Dowd because he puts so much effort. He's like Aaron Sorkin when he tweets. You know, he puts a lot of effort into these tweets. That West Wing theme song. This is how the libs think politics works. Y'all get into a room and some liberal convinces you of your deeply held beliefs are wrong. And you shake their hand and you say, you know what, I'm a Democrat too. Liar. Fucking ridiculous. but, But you have to say, it is next level to be like, who plays Cassidy in the movie? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but, dude, I mean, come on. Look, they're, they're working the judge and jury right now. Let us stop saying we're the yeah. number one country. This guy's an American. For crying out loud, he was a Republican at one point. Let us stop saying we're the number one country. Holmes, Who is China? Holmes, Holmes is selling pretty hard. Holmes is selling pretty hard. I mean, who's Dowd's number one country? If it's not, if it's not America, who's Dowd's number one? Okay. okay. Well, look, as judge and jury, uh, I think... Like Smug's takes great. Smug's take is is fantastic. In fact, I think this this game was invented for takes like that, right? It's invented for libs and former conservatives who, you know, their entire worldview is shaped by some moment in something like the West Wing. So I appreciate that. I just don't think it can compete in this round. With what you've provided here. Thank you. Thank you. One. All right. We got booze. A critical, a critical. <laughs> you watch For it. All you, watch it. you watch it over there. Round two. I, I, know, I want it to be known for the judge and the jury. I don't stand for the booing of the judge. A boo is not an official amicus brief. But I just, I, I just want you to know I don't stand for it. <laughs> and for the record, the guy booing is the one who gave us the key to shotgun a beer. So I think that should count for something. That should count. That's right. You just gave him round two. Unbelievable. (laughs) I'm holding the keys right now. Okay, I got it. You got it. As democracy is undermined. Oh, God. Here we go. This fucking guy. As government is corrupted. As freedoms are stripped away and gun violence proliferates. It's all Aaron Sorkin. It's imperative. All who are concerned highlight this fundamental decision to be made in this election in 2024. It it isn't gas prices or inflation. (laughs) I do do, do like 
the libs know they have no leg to stand on, right, in this election. I Gas have, prices I, I have this so easily. You do? So easily. Really? Okay, get ready for this take. This is from... A lot of talk. A lot sa- of talk for the Owen-1 guy. Were, were you saving the banger? This is like an absolute nuke. This is from Jennifer Rubin, the conservative columnist at the Washington Post. She says, if you're in the entertainment business, do not shoot in states with forced birth. <laughs> if you have a college kid, do not send her or him to a school in a state with forced abortion. If you are vacationing, don't visit a state with forced abortion. If you are opening a business, do not open it. Forced, forced abortion? I feel like that went backwards on that. Well, I mean, there's a lot of backwards things. When the brain That even your son can get pregnant. I mean, there's a did, lot to did this. She, did she screw it up? No, she didn't. There's no mistakes here. The worms know what they're doing in her brains. <laughs> the worms are at the controls. Oh, that's incredible. Don't send him or her. To a school and stay with four Okay, I need I need one more reading of Holmes's tweet. As democracy is undermined and government is corrupted, as freedoms are stripped away and gun violence proliferates, <laughs> it is imperative all who are concerned highlight this fundamental decision to be made in this election. In 2024, it isn't inflation. It isn't gas prices. <sighs> Gosh, this is a tough decision. And, and again, I have to show the judge and jury the transition from forced birth to forced abortion. That's just like we're presenting cat- evidence. This hold is on. evidence. I, I, no, no, hold on. I object. I object. I object. I'm not. I'm not. You been can no, you The judge has already decided. I, I, I admit that evidence. Yeah. I don't care. He can give whatever amicus yeah. brief he wants. Yeah. I'm accepting yeah. the evidence. Wait, so you're you're. Dec- it, it's just a shot of the tweet. And, and you think this sh- is an activist judiciary? I'm just asking wow. what's happening right now. Wow. I haven't seen that. I'm seeing the evidence. This is this is. So when you have your statement go from forced birth to forced abortion. I mean, this is very clear. Not the brainworms have hit like a very critical part. The cats are jumping around the house. Yeah, the boxed wine has kicked in. Yes. you don't know what's going on. That's right. Boxed wine. <laughs> that now, is true. The boxed wine does. D threes. God bless Katie Pavlich for nailing that the one. D threes. The D threes. Deranged woke white women. The D threes. You guys That's hear that worst. episode, by the way? Yeah. God bless Katie Pavlich for that one. Having she went an instant like, and the thing is, there's like, she didn't think. Because her brain is clearly not working clearly. She went straight from forced birth to forced abortion. And like the cats are like, I think you should tweet it. I, I, Send it on out. Your, your honor. Your honor. Okay, your we, honor. Have an amicus. Amicus we have an amicus brief. Friend of the court. Okay. This is very unorthodox. Very, very unorthodox. Okay. And so I'm submitting an amicus brief. Asking the court. Appealing to the court's general fairness. Okay. And asking you to please stick with the rules. We've always been able to show the tweets. Stop the steal. (laughs) Stop stop the count, Your Honor. The court has reviewed this evidence and finds that the worms are in fact terminal. And Jen Rubin has won this round. Let's go! We are down to, to, to round number three, critical round number three, that will decide our winner. You have the champion smug. You have to go first. So this is, I, I imagine, so we have a, an absolutely very conservative crowd out here. Yes. So most of you folks don't know who John Kasich is. <laughs> <laughs> So John Kasich was an eating competition champion who attempted to run for the Republican nomination. <laughs> I'm fucking dying. And many liberals are currently trying to cite him as an expert on Republican things. <laughs> so Jen Rubin, quote, retweets Kasich on this, and Kasich says, Based on what we've seen in the January 6th commission, it's clear to me that as president, Donald Trump tried to overturn the election result. It is both breathtaking and chilling. And Jen Rubin says... Need more R's to do this. <laughs> is there anyone? Please raise your hand and ex- consider expert. John Kasich a Republican. <laughs> For the record, there are zero hands in the air. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, 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 and Jen Rubin's an expert in electing Republicans. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. I got this. Oh, you have it? Yeah, I got this. Okay. I got this. 
Matthew Dow just three short days ago. The greatest danger to democracy and freedom in the world isn't Russia or China or socialism. It's the white nationalism oh, festering in America facilitated by the GOP and Fox News. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Put him in a body bag. Let's pack it up. Okay. Well, it's a live show. We have a, a beautiful, wonderful crowd here. I'm judge and jury. I, however, I do not feel like it's right for me to be an activist judiciary mm-hmm. here in front of this incredible crowd. I think we have to leave it to the crowd themselves. That's fair. That is fair. It's round three, after all. Well, he knows he's got to... All right. Okay. I, I mean... Oh, yeah, well, wow. wow. Is he attacking the judge and jury? You're attacking the process. Wow. No, I'm just saying that we, you want to change the rules? You change the rules. We're changing yeah. the rules right now. All right. All right. I'm deciding. I'm the ultimate I voice. feel pretty good about my position here. I hey, am, folks. I am the Samuel Alito of the Ruthless Friday program. And I have decided that the crowd will decide. Duncan right. Sotomayor. <laughs> wow. Just incredible. Wow. All right, so we're going to have to hear this by cheers. Uh, who thinks that Holmes won round three? Cheers. Let's go. That's a pretty that's good. Loud. That's, that's, loud. that's, that's a pretty good cheer. Who thinks that Smug won round three? Guys. That's a double. Thank from you, Rick. Minnesota. The crowd decides... For the favorite son, Josh Holmes. Minnesota's own. Outstanding work, Amigo. Outstanding work. I love it. Incredible. Listen, thank you to the Center for American Experiment. Thank you to you all for making time in the middle of the week to come out here on this beautiful night. I can't tell you how much this means to me personally to do this in front of you all, my hometown. Thank you. Yes. Good night. God bless you. Thank you. And I, too, would like to thank the beautiful state of Minnesota, the wonderful people of Minnesota. I want to thank Tom Emmer. I want to thank all our guests. And I want to thank all of you. This would not be possible without you. So thank you so much. Round of applause for yourselves. So until next time, Minions, keep the faith, hold line, and own lives. Stay ruthless. Let's go. That's a fucking show.